yeah. It's time for the breakdown you need. It's Ed. It's Sean. It's, let me hear y'all say it, Geekster. And welcome to this episode 183 of Geeksters, uh, part one. I'm ladies and gentlemen, Ed. I was I, I had to think about it because I'm like, what episode is this? I didn't look it up, but it is 183, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Now, is that including the missed episode of last week? Yes, that was 182. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now right. I have to look it up. <laughs> Talks amongst yourselves, people. <laughs> well, hi, do some research. Okay. Well, you know what? Hi, people. Welcome to the show. Um, here in this first hour, we catch up on each other's weeks. We talk uh, box office releases. Well, box office numbers, basically. What's number one in the box office? We talk a little bit more about Batman and Superman. And, uh, you know, I mean, it is... I am correct. It is one episode, 183. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ed's right. Yay! <clears throat> now, when we come back, um, to kind of give you a little bonus material, a little tease for bonus material, is um, tonight is Sunday, June 10th. Uh, June 10th. <laughs> um, Sunday, April 10th. Yes. And it's the MTV Movie Awards are on tonight. And when we got back to Ed's place, a lot of the show's already probably been done, so now they're show- releasing clips. They released the trailer, the new trailer for Suicide Squad. And I figure what we'll do is after you hear episode, you know, what happened live on the show today, when we come back, Ed and I will talk uh, our impressions of the Suicide Squad trailer. Okay. To kind of give you guys a little bit more something to to chew on. Yes. So sit back, relax, and we'll see you at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Why, hello, Ed. Hello, Sean. How are you? I could be better if we got this (laughs) it has not been having a good past good past couple of shows yes um for any of those you have been listening i i humbly apologize for anybody who's new listener who's going oh my god these guys don't know their ass from a hole in the ground with with missed with missed turned on mics not putting us on air intros and outros there's shows that don't that doesn't exist oh Oh my God! Uh, it's a sad day when I'm the professional. That's all I'm saying, Ed. He, yeah, I, you know, I, it's, I know it's, yeah, I, I, there's nothing I could say except I'm sorry, and uh, yeah, I just keep missing the mark for some reason, and I just don't know why. Stress? I, I, I think so. I, the I, stress I, of the show, or just stress in general? I think a little both. I'm not going to say like one of the, one trumps over the other. You know, just a lot of things going on, and you know, just trying to uh, keep this together. And it's just sometimes it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> like all right. I just just want to make sure you're okay. You know, as your friend, I, I sometimes worry. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Um, well, as always, welcome to the show, folks. Um, so, uh, Ed, how was your week? Uh, you know, it was it was good and you know mostly good. I get to say, you know? I mean, it's uh, it's it's been an up and down roller coaster ride. I mean, you know, uh, I I've been catching up on television. I'm watching uh, um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Finally, okay. Finally, uh, <laughs> um, 
catching up. And I, I don't know about the show. I mean, it's kind of one of those shows that you watch, and it's just kind of how do I put this? Like, it's not that exciting. It, it really <laughs> is. A, it's a real drama based show. Like that's like like this. The, it, there's this team of people that get together, and they're supposed to, you know, they're hopping through time, time and space, space, right? You know, and it's you a, think, ooh, Doctor Who with spandex, right? With with DC characters, it's right? Great. And it's again, it's just like one of those one of those moments. Now I have I haven't officially caught up to everything yet. I actually just got to the last scene I saw. You actually see him coming to uh, uh, the United States to Star City, and you see Arrow for the first time. And it's the future. It's fifty years in the future. Oh, okay. And it's like the, it was like the last scene. You know, they're walking along because they they were being chased by a uh, bounty hunter who who damaged the ship, and they let, crashed land basically in Star City fifty years in the future. And it's not Oliver Queen. It's somebody else. Okay. And you're like, well, who is this guy? And, of course, that's when it ends. You're like, and, of course, we ran out of time to watch more of the show, so we have to find out who that is, you know, when it comes well, if you're, So 50 years in the future. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I obviously, I don't think it'd be Ollie, because if it was Ollie, he'd be old. Right. You know? I do know that there's supposed to be an episode where it's old Ollie with missing an arm. I think that's what we're going to get next is you the think? next episode. You know, you're going to see what who Arrow is now and then who... Like he's kind of like the uh, like from Batman Beyond when when uh, uh, Bruce Wayne couldn't do it anymore he becomes the guy in the you know in the back end uh, okay. giving advice like that's why I think it's going to end up happening you see like old Ollie as like the watch the eyes of the of the Arrow and right as as the new Arrow like performs uh, heroic feats as they hang out in the quiver yes I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm reading Injustice the Gods Among Us. I played the video game, loved the video game, and then when my girl was up, I bought the whole um, first year, which is supposed to be like 12 months, and why is not your phone on, Ed? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was trying to listen to it. <laughs> there we go. All right, that takes care of that. <sighs> Ed, we are on air. <laughs> professionalism, professionalism, professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, I read like the whole like year one of Injustice, so there is a cute little scene where Arrow, Green Arrow has Harley Quinn. He takes her back to the Green Arrow cave, and she's like, that's a stupid name. He's like, well, yeah, well, what would you call it? And she's like, I would call it the Quiver. And he's like, you know, that's actually a really good name. Like, <laughs> and it winds up being like a running, a running gag throughout that first year. Yeah. But, um, but <laughs> so, so would you say you like the show or not like the show? So far, I'm not really enjoying the show. I mean, it's 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 one of those like I you know we 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 banked a lot of these shows because we want to see we like I want to give it a full season. I'm not gonna go uh, a few shows. I'm like did that with Supergirl, and I kind of regret that now because right. you know, so far, right? And how great you're telling me the show is when you watch it. You know, you, you, you that guy said that that Supergirl and Flash episode was really really good. So it's like it's like I'm like kind of kicking myself on that, and I'm like oh, I should have I should have watched it, and I don't. Feel like like I don't know if I can go back like in in time enough to catch up. Like I'm I might have to do season one through like the summer when it's finally season one's finished. You know, uh, okay. Netflix Netflix it through or or. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I I know I'll probably because I did taper off only because I, you know with work and and other, outside other things I don't really get to sit down and actually watch TV a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you know, as far as ooh, what's on TV? Let me thumb through channels. It's usually catching up on DVRs. Or playing some video games or going to work, you right. know, like life kinds of interfere with my relaxation. Yes. So I'll probably I, I enjoyed Supergirl enough to kind of go, ooh, Supergirl's on. Let me watch that. <coughs> but I'll probably just buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out. Okay. Like I, I will. 
like that flash it seems like um you know legends tomorrow like I, I you know what it's funny i had this opportunity the other day i was at best buy and because of batman v superman coming out they have like a, they dropped a lot of prices on some of their superhero television shows and movies right and they had season one of gotham on blu-ray for 15 bucks okay i still didn't buy it <laughs> like and there was just this moment i'm holding it and i'm going it's 15 bucks and i'm like i looked at the bonus features because right away i'm going the show's kind of meh for me right. but let me see what's on the bonus stuff I'm not very thin on the bonus material stuff and i'm just like Oh, is it still worth fifteen dollars for me? Uh, yeah, I'd say that was a show I did binge watch. You know, I I, I banked them in my DVR and binge watched the whole first season, and I was like, nah. nah. And then I ended up wa- starting watching season two to you know see you know like okay maybe like like uh, uh, um, Agents of Shield. The first season's not really that great, right? But the second season I thought got a little bit better. Like yeah, I got, got more into the show, a little more exciting. So I'm thinking, well, maybe that's going to be same thing with. Gotham. Right. And I started, I watched like probably five, six episodes of Gotham. And it was just like, it, it just irritated me more and more. I watched it. So I just kind of like, no, I'm done. Like, I can't, I can't justify me watching this. I know everybody's like, oh, it's a different universe, blah, blah, blah. But you get to <laughs> a point where you, you know, and I think you've said it a number of times where it's just like, all the characters are able, characters are introducing are way older than Batman is now. Right. So by the time he comes Batman, He's going to be beating up on senior citizens. Yeah, and it's just like I just don't find that enjoyable at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I when I watch the show, I kind of enjoy it. And I say kind of because there's moments I do like, but then there's moments I'm just like, oh, come on, like I don't know what it is with the show that's not connecting with me on a on a on like I, my sister loves it, mm. but I also just know that she's not a big Batman reader. Yeah. Um, she's not really, she'll, she's faithfully comic book of Deadpool. Yeah. So, but when it comes to outside, she's, she likes other comic book characters, but when she watches the show, she looks at it from a completely different aspect. Like, and I, I guess that's why some people gravitate towards the show. It's, it's a comic book show without really the main hero. Right. So I kind of feel like, yeah, like I, I, I might want to catch up. I, I mean, like I said, we were talking about the other on one of the other shows where they introduced Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, back into the world as Penguin's dad, like he portrayed in Batman Returns. Okay, right? But then they kill him off, and I'm like, well, there was a reason for me to go see that episode to see him. I'm like, okay, is he going to be a permanent fixture? But then when you find out he's not, I'm like, well, I don't really want to see that episode now. Yeah, like I don't really want to be like, hey, yeah, all right, Paul Rubens, woo. Oh, yeah. like, uh, you know, they did drop a bomb earlier this um I was watching news, speaking of TV and surprising deaths and all. Yeah. Um, are you a fan of Sleepy Hollow? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, I mean, I did. Wa- I watched seasons faithfully and I, like this last season, I, like we've been banking them. And I actually told my wife, I'm like, like, look, like I'm not going to watch this show. If you want to watch, go right ahead. Right. And she goes, you know what? Just delete it off the DVR. I'll just go on demand you know, from Comcast right. and be able to watch the show this way. But uh, what's your news that... Uh... Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody if they haven't caught up. Ah, okay. I mean, there was a significant death on the show that kind of... I just read an article that someone dies on the show and you're like, what? And then, you know, my dad, who's a fan, he was like, watch, I'm like, uh, is this the season finale? He's like, yeah, why? I'm like, you'll find out. You know, like, <laughs> And then he said it ended with this kind of 
bizarre, not bizarre ending, but just definitely like you can kind of see like are they if they do a season four? Is it season four? Like yeah, where, so. where is it gonna go from there? Because it did leave it with this whole kind of question mark. Like, are they coming back? Are they not coming back? Like, and if they come back, how are they gonna? Well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of Fox shows that, especially the, they they send when they send it to Friday night, they think that's their death. Uh, it's hour. their death. Yeah, you know that. Like you, you if your if your show becomes on Friday night on Fox, you go like. We're going to get canceled. Like, you should automatically yeah. start updating your resume if you work for what Yeah, that's do. a good point. Let's start wrapping the show up. Let's, and make, make every every season a, a, a story arc. So that way, if it ends, there's nobody going, now no, never what happened. Right. And that, then, like, because, like, like, Bones is the same in the same boat. Like, yeah, well, other, this is their final season. But there is going to be a half season next fall because they want to wrap up the storyline of it. But that's it. Like, the end of this season, they just and they're just going to start airing this week the second half of I think season ten right now. Or I don't know. I think it's eleven, like 11 twelve, eleven or twelve. Well, whatever season yeah. they're in, it's been up there. It's it still hasn't finished this season, so now they're starting in in, in basically mid April to right. have this show, and I then all of a sudden, fucking hate the network television. This is reason. This is the main reason why I hate network television. Because it's like, okay, when did Bones go off for their winter, quote-unquote, break? It was December. It was, like, early December. Right. So now you're four months into the new year, and now your show's finally coming back, and you're going, I don't even remember what the fuck happened. Yeah. Like, it's you know what? If, if, if network television would get their heads out of their ass and go, you know what? This formula no longer works now. Let's try to, you know, you don't need to have that winter break anymore. Well, the, the, but the thing, too, is, is that they should have posted shows like they should have just they had these shows done so they should right. have aired the shows what they had so that way like at least the people that are, are fans of the show are watching and i know there's a legal battle going on beyond it we've talked about right. in the past shows that you know that they're 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 being they're suing fox basically because of all this profit that they're not getting and fox saying we're not making any money on these shows and it's like they find out it's not true so that you know so that right. legal battle puts that show on hiatus until they sort it all out and you're like well, that's not good for the fans. Like now, like you said, like it's now four months. Like I have no idea. I don't remember what happened. Yeah, you, you know. You're, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not that curious to go back and find an episode just to watch it, just to go, oh, right. You know, and like then, we had my dad and I had that problem with Blacklist, Castle. Like when they take those giant leaps, it's like my dad. I mean, he's up there in age, and, and we, pe- people have lives. Yeah. So it's like when you take that long of a gap, you, 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 um skirt the problem of those people not coming back like how do you that that's why they always have like oh that winter season finale cliffhanger or you know or something major happens we go oh my god i gotta see what happens next and it's like well you don't have to do that anymore like okay um walking dead has everyone knows two seasons sort of in one season you have october to christmas 10 episodes you know, maybe, maybe five, six, seven episodes for to carry them into Christmas time. Then they take their break and they come back in the beginning of February. So, like, you know what? But you, when you see that first arc, it leaves it closed. So, in case if you don't come back, it's, it's it, you fine. still finale, finale, finalize or whatever. Finale, mid season finale. Yeah, you finale. have a finale, a mid season finale where it goes. Okay, you know what? Here it is. Here's the end of this arc. And we leave enough of a nugget for you to be tempted to come back for the next season, you know, or the second half of the season. And now this second half of the season brought in Negan, 
who was played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I think it is, Jeffrey Morgan Dean, something like that. Um, basically, anybody who's a Supernatural fan, he was um, Sam and Dean's father. If you're a fan of which, uh, Watchmen, he was the comedian. Yeah. He plays Negan, and they introduced him great. Awesome. But, I mean, as you can tell, like, the season finale pretty much made the internet explode because there's a great clip of the introduction because he's holding his bat, which is named Lucille. Yeah. And it's a bat wrapped in razor wire. And he's like, you know, does the eeny, he's like, he knows I got to kill somebody. Who's it going to be? And he does the old eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And then as he's like, you're the one. And he's like, you know, you can, you can cry, you can breathe, but it, this is it. Like, and then he swings and obviously it looks like he, he, he must hit the camera or the cameraman because the, with the camera angle, you know, it all, Dang. someone gets killed and all you hear is the screaming and the yelling. And you don't know who who it was, right? Because it's in their eyes; it's the, it's their point of right. view. So you don't know which which point of view you're looking right. at, like which, so, which person. Like, so now like a, they're not looking left to right to see the other two people, right? Know, All right. you see is is the smash of the bat and the kind of looking up as he's just pounding away on this, and that's how the season ends. And everyone's having a fucking shit fit over it, yeah. Because it's like, oh, people are going, oh, well, the show jumped a shark to leave that kind of cliffhanger. No. They didn't, you fuck tons. That's great writing because anybody, because here's the problem. Spoiler alert. In the comic books, Glenn gets killed. Yeah. He bashes Glenn's head in like a fucking melon. Right. Right? So at this point, when you introduce Negan, anybody who's ever read the comic book is going, oh, I guess Glenn's getting it. But because Daryl's such a popular guy, people are going, well, it could be Daryl. Because a couple times it looked like he, he got, you know, really fucked up in this this season. Right. So you don't know if it's now. It could be nobody. It could be a, a guy they met two episodes ago. Right. Like, just to kind of go, ah, we got you. Like, they did with Glenn earlier in the season was that Glenn's surrounded by fucking zombies, and you don't know what happens to him. And almost, like, three or four episodes later, you find out that he's kind of under a... a Oh, what do you call it? A dumpster. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, Glenn lived. And I'm just like, for now? Because like, right. <laughs> uh, I'm like, of course he's going to live. Negan's not here. And then when they show him and that scene, I'm going, might be Glenn. Right. You know, and that's going to make a lot of people shit bricks. And the, and the thing is, it's going to come back, and it's going to be the wide-angle shot, so you get to see the three people in the room right. with him. And then all of a sudden, he's actually beating the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's saying that joke, <laughs> You know? I didn't, I didn't even know that was a joke. Really? Yeah, let's oh, see, wow. Nathan Philly made that joke. Uh, a couple other, you know, people were like, yeah. "That's great." It, right. It's it's a common joke theme. Everyone everyone was like, came to that scene. I'm like, oh, you know who got it? The cameraman. Like it's like it's a good joke. It's a good joke. It's a solid joke. I, I'll give you that. It's a Polish joke, is what it is. <laughs> so everybody's Polish. <clears throat> so I mean, so like everyone's up in arms and are like, you know. And there's some people who say, well, we didn't film who got killed. But then other people saying, like, um, and it could just be one of those things, like, we like fucking with the audience. Yeah. Like, um, Norman Reedus is like, look, I'll tell you, we know we did film it. It's gut-wrenching who got it. And, but we all made a pact. And they all, the actors are like, no, we know who did, but we made a pact not to say anything. Right. You know? And then there's other people going, no, no, we just never filmed it because we're not really sure. Like, you know, yeah. like, they're kind of alluding to maybe we know it, maybe we don't know it. Of course it pisses people off, but to me that's it's like it's like the who shot JR of the twenty first century. Yes. It's like who got who got killed. Right. Who did Lucille kill? Yes. You know, and I'm like, oh, this is good. This is great. You know, this you could be you can 
we live in that world where everyone's like, well, I want it now. Yeah. Well, you know what? Did you ever read the comic book? No. Well, then you know what? The answer's in the comic book. Why don't you go pick up a comic book? Right. You know, read the hundred issues that, hap- that happened prior to Glenn getting his head bashed in. And it was like, no, it can't be Glenn because of this. You don't understand. Anybody is open season on this show. They've said that since day one. Right. You know, like they did follow the comic book a little bit, but then at the end of the second season, you're like, you knew nobody was 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 um, safe when they killed off a kid. Like, and they turned on turned him into a zombie. Like, you spend all season, it was like season two, you look all season for this girl who's been lost. Yeah. And then you find out that she's actually in this barn with all these other zombies. And you're just, as a fan of the show, and the second season, you're just going, oh, my God, there is no hope in this in the show. Like, there's no... Right. I mean, it's a, it's a zombie apocalypse. Right. Like, nobody's going <clears throat> to survive unless some major faction comes in and, like, can wipe them all out well, within, a, within, like, an easy stroke. Like, see, you know. and that's the problem. Like, I think people who watch, who love the show, don't realize that the show is not about zombies. It's about the people, how we survive in that world. Yeah. So... You know, like, yeah, everyone wants zombies, zombies, zombies. Yeah, but it's it's more than just that. And then the comic book, anybody can go at any time because it's a comic book. Like, you can just kill anybody off. Like, why should it matter? Right. Like, this is the world they live in. Just because you have a favorite character, it becomes almost like the AMC's version of the Game of Thrones because every time I like a character on Game of Thrones, they die. And right. I didn't, and like, people are going, well, you should read the books. You fucking know who lives. I'm like, oh, you're absolutely right. I should read those books. That doesn't make me... Now you know how we feel when you guys bitch about The Walking Dead. Right. It's like we've read the book, so we know kind of what happens and whether it deviates from the actual storyline or not. Like, for all I know, it could be Glenn. could be Daryl. could be nobody. I mean, it's somebody, but a nobody on that show. Right. Like, the, the lead guy. Not a guy who's been on for seasons or... or right, it could have been a guy they just met, like, you know, two weeks ago. Because, right. like, the line of people that they had were people that were not... You know, I haven't seen in the show prior because I'm in that bubble of I'm watching the show, but then I Sunday nights I'm here. Yeah. So and it reminds me too. Shit, tonight's the MTV Movie Awards. Is it? Yes. Oh, the tenth, nice. right? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to go. Hey, I got to record that. All right. I have to at some point in the show text my dad to put the DVR on MTV records movie because <laughs> <laughs> it's the Rocky Kevin Hart are hosting. Oh wow. You know, so you don't care. No. You don't care at all. Yeah. No. Um, and then of course this weekend, uh, uh, Saturday yesterday was my eleventh uh, year wedding anniversary. So oh yeah! Hap- uh, happy anniversary to my wife Cecilia. Uh, I love you. And uh, yeah, it's been great. And uh, we went out to a nice dinner, a nice steak dinner at Longhorn Steakhouse. Uh, we uh, enjoyed. And then uh, I got the uh, season pass for uh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, finally! Day. Yes. Now let's keep mine too. Yeah, that- so that's what the that's what the people at GameStop said. Finally, you're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting harassed by people I don't know. Um, well, I okay. Well, it's uh, I bought mine earlier, like two oh, weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago, yeah. It was it was my treat for myself because I had extra after my girl left. She when she went home to Texas, I got home and I'm like, okay, my I gotta get my life somewhat on a on a back on a normal keel. Yeah, I'm like, what am I gonna do? I know, I'm going to buy the season pass for Star Wars, you know? <laughs> and then it took me like a good week and a half before I actually played it. Because <laughs> I was really into the division at the time. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so I've, I've, I've bought it. You know, you bought it. Yeah. Um, 
I saw you playing earlier today. Yes. And so what do you think of the season's bass so far? I, I, there, there are parts of it I love, and the parts of it I'm like, eh, about. Uh, you know, and I don't know if you want to talk about it now or if you want to be to the video game portion of the yeah, show. Yeah, we can wait till then. Okay. So we'll get into more more in depth about that. But, I mean, I, overall, I do really like it. It's, it's a lot of fun to get pick up, you know. So if you're thinking about picking it up and you're not sure and – you know, yeah, there's definitely a lot to it that you can really enjoy into this into this uh, uh, game. Um, and then, of course, today is a sad moment for 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 myself and my family. My father passed away 60 years ago today. Um, so uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of kind of hard for me sometimes because well, I was I was with him when he died. So it was you know it's one of those type of things that you know it's been living with me for the last six years. So. Uh, no, no, I understand. I mean, that's that's. My mom, this is the fifth anniversary of my mom, and she she passed away on um, spring, it's the first day of spring. That's what, so every year, the first day of spring is always going to be like that reminder. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's always going to have that kind of emotional resonance with you. For But everybody, like I said, I said it, it, everybody grieves differently. Like, I know my sister takes it harder than I do. So I'm sure you have your own personal grieving things that you you know you're absolutely entitled to because it's you it's yours yeah. you know um nobody can ever tell you how to grieve ed it's personal okay so i i'm sorry for your loss again thank you um you know but what was his favorite thing to do well he liked family and that was the that was the main thing like i always remember like when we were sitting around a table like you know at a party you know whether it was just a like a, a family party like, I could always remember watching him. Like, he would always just, like, look at everybody and smile. Like, you know, just to, you know, and I know, like, he enjoyed seeing his brothers. You know, they would go to lunch, like, every uh, few months, get together and uh, and have a lunch together. So it was always a good time for him. So I know that's, like, one of the things. But he's also, he was also a tech junkie like you. Tech spoiled? Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I would consider him tech spoiled. But he was a junkie like yeah. no time, no one's in like, I remember like every Father's Day or, or his birthday because his birthday was uh, in December. He would always tell us what he wanted, you know, right. kind of thing. And then like Christmas time was, he really would, he would have everything he wanted for the year, but we'd always get him something, you know, something techie that would go with whatever he had, you know, gotcha. you know type of thing. So he was, he was always into that kind of stuff. Like, you know, he was always excited. Like when he, like, he wanted this video camera, and he talked all about it, and you know, like to to make sure he got the right one, <laughs> right? You know, that kind of thing. It's or, like, no, no, I want you know which one I I love this brand and this model and this know, make. But, of course, he did follow up with, well, whatever you get me is fine. Yeah, you know? of course. You know, but you know, he would talk about certain things, and it's like, we was, got you a tie. <laughs> that's that's great. I love the tie. I I wish I had a shirt that I could go with, but uh, <laughs> you know what? You know, what would go with that tie, a camcorder. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, but that's uh, I think pretty much my week. Uh, how about oh, yours? Um, my week was my week was kind of heavy for work reasons. It was just it was one of those weeks where um I felt like I was always at work. I wake up, I am going to work. I go to bed, I got to be work. You know, it's like yeah. uh, it was. But actually, well, I mean, it was mostly up and down. Um, I Thursday I did come over to your place and yeah. we watched the bonus features oh, for yes. Star Wars: yes. The Force Awakens. Yes, and. Well, we've already established on the show how much I love behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. And with a Star Wars movie, you know you're going to get some really good stuff. And they had like this, it was like a little over an hour like documentary on, on the process of bringing The, the Force Awakens in, you know, right, yeah. from, from beginning to end. And uh, 
it was really fascinating. But the one thing I found that was really fascinating, and I'm going to bring it up here, was a spoiler for those people who haven't, but at this point, oh well. Yeah. Han Solo dies. Yes. And there, it's, you know, Kylo Ren, you know, and him have this father and son moment. Again, another spoiler. And Han gets a lightsaber through his gut out the back and then falls, plummets down to a... a chasm, case, right. Yeah, in case the lightsaber didn't work and people are like, oh, you, you can come back from that because it's a, you know, it's a lightsaber. It'll put, just put a hole in him and it cauterizes the wound too. So he can live through that. Well, then they dump him into almost what looks like a bottomless well via Empire Strikes Back kind yes. of thing. You know, so you don't know where he's going to land. But here's the, the fascinating thing that I thought was, was fascinating, was that you never see, like, the actual act. You see the the, the two of them kind of, mm-hmm. like, in close-up shots, and then <laughs> through the back. So there is this theory going around on the Internet that Han Solo sacrificed himself yeah. for his son because it was that moment where if he did kill his dad, he would it would complete his cycle to the dark side. Right. And Leia still feels like there was, you know, some good left in our son, so please, you know, bring our son back. And the theory is that Han sacrificed himself because his son couldn't do it, and by doing it himself, there would always be that little bit of light left in him mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, hopefully to bring him back from the edge, to keep to fulfill his promise to Leia in death, even though he couldn't do it in life. Yes. Look at that poetic fellas, yeah. huh? Well, in the behind-the-scenes stuff, you they talk about that moment, and they show you, like, when that moment right, it rose for on the filming schedule, how everyone was kind of solemn that day. Um, there was very limited staff on the, on the shoot that day. Mm-hmm. And they have the scene uncut, unedited, and widescreen. Yeah. So you see, like, they're going through the motion of what's going to happen. Right. Now, this is where it goes. You see it's actually Kylo Ren who turns the lightsaber on. Yes. Because you see him do the thrust motion. Right, and it, and, and Han's hand is not on the saber Yeah, itself. not even near him. It's on yeah. his arms. Yeah. So you're just like, oh. So, like, if for those – I mean, I, at the time when I read that theory, I was like, you know what? That's a really good theory. I can buy that. But seeing that video, a video evidence of of Kyle, you know, of, of Adam just kind of doing the, you know, right yeah. in the gut, you're just like, oh, he did go full dark side. You know, it yes. was like, oh, that really to me, like I was like, oh, that's 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 good. Like, I, I mean, it's sad that you know they killed Han, but <laughs> it was nice to see like that kind of shot because you you never like, yes, it'd be nice to see like well, it was it's all a mystery. Well, if you see the bonus feature, then it's not. Kylo Ren actually stabs Han. And I'm I'm really surprised over this because I thought something like this would have made big news after release of the movie on on Blu-ray and DVD. Because what, what news? The fact that the theory being kind of blown in a way, like like no, that's not true. Here's what actually happening, showing that little part of the video of it. Because like to me, it's like something that like it's like. Oh my god! Like, cause like it's like it's been talked about over and over again. I mean, I don't know how many articles I saw on right. that, you know. And, and I'm like, well, I don't, I, I like, I buy it, but I don't buy it because it's just like, you know, like, like was that what their, was that what their intent was? We will never know, or maybe we will know in a future movie. I hope, you right? Know, like to give you the full story, and it was because it was so like that close net shot of their faces and you know the yeah. looks on their faces and how it was. And then I'm like, after I see that scene, I'm like. Wow, it makes, now it makes more sense. Like, like 
uh, Kylo was was bringing him in, just basically to, to bring him in closer, yeah. to draw him in, just yeah, so he, he was just so he could ship the guy. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it was. You gotta put it, you know, in, and in you figure in three it, terms it, a little bit, but and you figured though because he's already proven that he can force pull people because he did the pull, uh, you know, to to the girl, to a couple people, he just pull them in and. Do the old, you know, like, ah, look right. at me, you know, suck them in. And he could have done that with Han, but he didn't. He did the old, no, Dad, help me. Yeah. Help me. And then, <laughs> you know, the look of shock on Han's face and the look of sadness, even like, even the surprise on Kylo's face, too. That's, that's why it was so viable of a. He's uh, like, I can't believe you You fell for this. You that's fell what, for the oldest trick yeah, in the book. <laughs> like, it all of a sudden becomes a dark helmet. <laughs> That is why good will never win, because it's so dumb. <laughs> Evil will always triumph, because good is dumb. And that's kind of like, you kind of like, oh, I can't, oh, here, here's your thing. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it just, it was like, wow. It's like, it was really, really good. Now, maybe the reason why they didn't say, no, no, this is what happened is because there is that footage there, and they just, like, I don't know. You don't have to like okay. Let's put it this way. I'm not saying Star Wars make official announcement <laughs> of it, but right. I mean the fans. I mean, there's. I mean, like you figure somebody at this point would have posted that video. Yes. on I'm sure sooner or later there'll be a meme of I uh, stab at thee. You know, like one of those kind yeah. of things for those people arguing. I, I also kind of feel like Star Wars doesn't have to justify itself when it's stuff that it does. I mean, some people would say no. I demand it. It feels so much like a New Hope. They need to justify that. Oh, okay, but that's for you. Like I felt, it felt like a lot like Episode Four, but I really liked Episode Four. Well, the, to me, it's also the fact that, like <laughs> you know, like you, if you talk to a historian, like they always say, history repeats themselves. I mean, it's right, 30 exactly. Years, Thirty years later, this happens again. It's just like we didn't learn from our mistake the first time. You know, right? Like, like we're we're back at square one. There's still evil in the in the universe just because the Emperor and Darth Vader are gone. Right? Doesn't Does, mean like everyone's going. Oh, okay. I guess we're back to normal. Right. Only goods allowed. Yeah, you know, that's it. You know, it's, it's like, the no. uh, head of the Hydra. Once you cut off one, two more will appear. Yeah, right, like exactly. That, you know? Yeah, so it's so like evil will, will always present itself, and we still do the same mistakes because of our choices. We're cho- we're choosing more with our heart than our heads. Right, and that's that's the problem that you know, like you know, you can always say it. it's just like yeah, a lot of that stuff happened before, but it's because we made the same stupid and, bad and, choices. And also, too, thematically, through all, all the Star Wars movies, there's always been that same tone. Every movie has, I, I have a bad feeling about this, there's those moments where, you know, it, it's the same themes overlapping each other because, like you said, it is, these people are fated to be together, and if they're fated to be together, who's to say that those same things can't happen to you? You know, like 30 years from now, you go, that happened to my God, that happened to my dad, oh my God, or... Yeah. Uh, that same thing happened there, you know. I yeah, you know. I mean, I feel like they don't have to, but I find it funny. Like you know, to take for example, Batman v Superman. Like a lot of people are coming out going trying to justify some of the actions of the characters in those movies, mm-hmm. and or or trying to defend themselves for the actions that presented themselves in the movie. Yeah, um, because. Why? I gotta be honest. I really don't know. I think they they feel like people want answers. You know, um, with Star Wars, you know, like you didn't. They didn't, I guess you're not gonna hear J.J. Abrams go. The only thing J.J. Abrams admitted to that he screwed up on was when they get back to the planet. Why did Leia go to Ray and not Chewie? Yeah. You know, and he's like, it's my fault. I fucked up. Like he just basically said that blocking time. It was just something I missed. Yeah. 
You know, he's like, I, I got nothing. Like, I fucked up. Right. But it still didn't stop it from making a bazillion dollars in the box office. Right. It just made people go, oh, well, maybe there's more of a connection between Leia and Ray than we uh, know. See, the, the thing that I find interesting, too, is because when Empire Strikes Back happens and, you, and Darth Vader tells, spoiler, kids, <laughs> <laughs> that, that Darth Vader is his, Luke's father, and they've been no, Obi Wan told me you killed my father. No, I, I am your father. Yeah. No, that that's impossible. That's not true. Such your feelings, Luke. You know it to be true. And and of course, you know that that, that all happens. And uh, Lucas went to psychologists and said, "Yeah, kids, you know what? Are not believing the fact that Darth Vader is his father. They think he's lying because he's evil. Right. And then that's why, like in Return of the Jedi, you have Yoda." Going, confirming yeah, it like, yeah, yeah like, that's your father you know yeah he's, he's your dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry big evil guy like well i remember we, okay well back then there when we saw empire strikes back there wasn't an internet to go to yeah it was what like you walked out going is he your like i remember arguing with my uncle about it <clears> you know yeah. saying that like no that's not luke's father like to me as a child oh, yeah. like, i believe the he's, he's, a, he's an evil man he's he's lying to him I gotta be honest. I don't. I don't remember. Like, I didn't see the movie with my family. I saw it with friends. Well, no, this was you like know. like way after. Like, oh, like you know, way like, after. I saw it in the theater, and then we talked about it at a party. Like, you know, like a couple later. days later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "What do you think?" He's like, "I don't think Luke's is dead." Right. You know. And then um, it was, you know, and then it was argued. You know, it's like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. And I was like, I, you know, like of course I, I'm not reading like books or yeah. You know, like, like I, well, at the time, like, I don't think there was anything even written down. It was just Vader. Nobody knew. I mean, it's, he even said it at at that day they filmed it. Even Mark Hamill didn't. Mark Hamill found out that day they shot it. Right, and then, you know, and even uh, uh, James Old uh, Jones. James Old Jones only knew, and uh, David Prowse, who was right. the, the guy in the suit. Yeah, he, he didn't says, know because he said that he said something else. Right. I forget what it was, but it wasn't until they did the ADR with um, uh, James Old Jones, where Lucas is like, "Oh, by the way, say this line," and even he was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I am his father." Okay, like that. You're like, holy crap! But that was the ba- that was back then in the day where you could keep a secret. Yeah. Like nowadays, fuck, you can't keep anything a secret. Like that's you know that's why you're kind of like surprised when something like like the death of Han Solo shows up. You're going, no. In today's day and age, that that could have leaked. Yeah. I mean, it leaked. You know, I, I actually got spoiled like before we saw it because someone was an asshole and posted it online. Right. And I was like, oh, I fucking knew I shouldn't have clicked. You know, but it still didn't. It, the first time it took me away from the movie. Yeah. Second time it didn't because I was able to look through it through different eyes. Like, I think that's the reason why, like, when we talk with Batman v Superman, like, the second time I saw it, I enjoyed it a little bit more mm-hmm. because I looked at it from not so critical eyes as the first time I see it. Because the first time you and I go see a movie, it's like, okay, I got to take everything in so we can talk about it for the show. The second time I see it, it becomes more of a, this is for me. Right. And maybe I'll spot some things new. Like, seeing it a second time, I enjoyed it more. I still felt there was tons of holes in the plot, but I enjoyed it because I like this scene, and I like this scene, and I like that scene. Like, I think the people who are going, oh, my God, no, it's a great comic book movie, I kind of feel like are not looking at the plot. They're looking at the, come on, that fight between Batman and Superman was awesome. Yeah, you know what it was? That fight with Wonder Woman. It was amazing. It was incredible. The interaction, these scenes were phenomenal. But when you put it all together with with what the plot is or the ideas behind it, 
you start going, oh. Yeah, it wasn't really cohesive enough to go, like, oh, it makes sense. You know? Right, like, you right. Know, like, you know, it all fits together. I mean, I, I, but I don't want to get into it because, yeah. like I said, we, I don't want to spoil it because, you know, like, technically we haven't talked about it. I mean, last week we did talk <laughs> about it in that. We were here Sunday night, by the way, folks. I didn't, you know, like, I either we just kind of roughly, you know, uh, talked we about glossed it. glossed over it. Glossed over it. We were actually here for three hours thinking we're recording a show, you know, and, and, and doing it. And it downloaded. I had I had a tape. But when I when I got home and edited it together the, with the intros and outros for the podcast version, it was just dead silence. That's all it was, <laughs> just a dead line going through. And I'm like, ah. And then, and then I'm like, well, how? And like, and I'm like ready to go back to the studio and get the right file. Maybe I forgot <clears> the wrong file. And then it dawned on me what I did wrong. Like, I knew exactly how I screwed it up. And I'm like. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it had the pulse of a Han Solo. It was just <laughs> straight line right through. Um, well, you know, since we're talking about Batman v Superman and all that stuff, where did it fall on the on top, top five? Because I saw something today that was a bit of a shocker for me. Okay. So why don't you start off with what was number five? Number five was a new release, Hardcore Henry. It made $5 million over the weekend. And that's where it's sitting. Five. 96,000. Okay, now this is the movie. Um, I got a, My brother-in-law saw it. This is the movie shot in first-person first perspective. Yes. Um, it's an action-adventure fe- action movie shot first-person. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm in, There's a curiosity factor for me to want to go see it, mm-hmm. but there's also that kind of feeling where I go, um, am I going to get seasick play, watching yeah. it? Motion sickness. Yeah, like motion sickness. Like how, like, I don't know if you could sit and watch an hour and a half of that kind of movie. Like, if it was, like, a half hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe. But it once, if that movie's, like, an hour and a half, two hours, I don't know. I don't know if it, it's – if I know my brother-in-law went to go see it, so that means he probably took my nephew. Yeah. So I kind of – I'm going to probably have to ask him, go, what did you think of it? You know? Yeah. But, I mean I, – I, I mean, I, I'm curious to see it myself. Right. It's more of, like, you know what, I'm, I think I'm going to wait for, like, rental or DVD. Right or, now, know, it's I a guess. shame we don't live in a world where you get hooked up to a, a VR headset. You know, go into a theater, pop that on, yeah. and then have it be an interactive first-person perspective right. rather than that screen. Because if I could watch it on TV, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool, but yeah, all right. Like, it looks like somebody... And from what I understand, the guy who's hardcore Henry is Dolph Lundgren. Really? Yeah, like, that's the, the actor who's... I, I don't know if you ever see his face. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, so it's... it's Interesting. Yeah, so anyway... And you know what? While you tell us what number three is, I'm actually going to Google it. Well, number four is the number three movie of last week is My Beak Back Greek Wedding 2. It made $6.4 million over the weekend and $46.7 overall million overall in the three weekends release. Okay. Uh, number three was Zootopia. It was a number two movie of last week. Oh, number made, three? Yeah, it dropped to number three. Wow. Uh, it made $14.3 million over the weekend and 296 overall in the six, six weeks in release. So it's uh, doing pretty well. Zootopia okay. 2 coming next year, Kizmo. Uh, Zootopia 2. Yeah, why not? Not next year, I, but yeah. Apparently, it's becoming... This This movie's really like a worldwide... Like, Russia is really loving this movie. They're getting a lot of their, their money. I mean, this is North American uh, or United States uh, numbers that I'm giving you. But apparently, in, in Russia, it's doing very well. I mean, look, of, again, it always comes down to it. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie. People yeah. will go see it. And it was. I mean, I saw it. It was a really good movie. It's enjoyable. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, at this point, I'm just going... When it comes out in Blu-ray, I buy it. Yeah. 
All right, what came in at number two, Ed? Number two was the number one movie of last week, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. It made $23.4 million, or $23.43 million. So let's put it that way, because this is a close one. And a total of 296.6 overall in the three weeks of release, and it has a budget of $250 million. So it made its money in the States. In the States. But that's it made its budget back as yeah. far as how much money they put in, because you forget... All advertising. advertising, promotions. That's why we, the magic number is $900 million that it needs to make worldwide. Does it have a worldwide box office there? No, no, I don't have it. All right, I'll, I'll Google that while you... Uh, so so that was the number two movie. The number one movie was a new release, The Boss. It made $23.48 million, So $50,000 was the only reason why it was, it was the top spot over. Oh, okay. Batman, you know what? It was right. close. And that's where it's sitting. It has a $29 million budget. So uh, it's next weekend. It's going to probably uh, turn a profit. Okay. Well, um, that's, of course, if they, everybody gives us a good review. Or enough people give us a good review. Okay. Well, okay. This is like knowing it was only a 50 grand difference. Yeah. I, I, all right. I'm just not. I'm more. Like, to me, that's a big deal mm-hmm. because that means that Melissa McCartney knocked off Batman because this movie should have been number one again. Yeah. I think Batman v Superman, like how many weeks was Deadpool number one? Uh, four at least, I think. Yeah, at least four. Yeah. Uh, for Batman v Superman to get knocked off its number one perch in two weeks is kind of, it's it's a little surprising. I gotta be, I'm going to be honest. It's a little surprising. Now, we talked about it. It's 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 kind of a, you can, it's an on offense kind of movie. Um. Just think about right now, somebody's going, oh, my God, Melissa McCartney is so bankable because she did. I mean, well, number one, she is bankable. She has a big audience. She brings in her her audience member. But now the studio that made The Boss can actually say that we have the number one movie. Our movie beat Batman v Superman for box office for the week for this week. Mm-hmm. That is that's that's a big deal yeah. in in. In movie time, in the movie world, because I mean, you figure like I, I honestly would have thought that Batman v Superman would have carried the number one spot for all of April. I agree with you, and you know, I mean, it's one of those movies that, like, I think it was just at the wrong spot. Like, I don't think this time of year should have been Batman v Superman. April was not the month for Batman v March. I almost agree Uh. with you. I, I want to say May because because that was the initial thing, and then it was going against Captain America: Civil War, and then that's right. DC jumped and said, "Oh wait, we're going against Marvel." Right, and no that way. was and that was after it flinched prior because it was supposed to be like a Christmas release or or like a, an a August release yeah. of twenty fifteen. Yes, twenty fifteen. Yeah, no, no, twenty fourteen. Oh right. No, 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 twenty fifteen. Yes. Yeah. And then it was supposed to be. The same weekend as Captain America and, and Marvel's like, well, we're not moving our date because we've had this date and we're making our date. So yeah. you guys, good luck. Like, all right, we'll see. And then finally, Marvel DC was like, uh, Warner Brothers. Let's, Warner Brothers, not all really right. DC, but Warner Brothers was like, no, we're going to do it in March because we have the better. We're going to take all your umph. And they're like, okay. And then Deadpool comes and goes, fuck all he is. I'm in February. I'm the number one movie not only for the month of February. I'm the number one rated. I'm the highest gross and R-rated film of all time, bitches. 
And Batman v Superman's like, well, we got an R-rated movie coming. We got an R-rated version of the movie coming out on Blu-ray, which I saw yesterday that they're actually, to me, this smells of desperation Yeah. on a financial level. They're actually thinking about releasing that R-rated cut into theaters. Yes, I did see that. You know, and I'm just like, really? Like, I don't know. For me, that seems... That's almost as desperate as, as Xbox One going, now we're backwards compatible. Yeah. You know? It's like... it's like On certain games. You know, on certain games. Yeah. It's like, ooh, here's, here's, here's another trick to kind of get more people to buy you buy us. And either it's going to like... I'll go see that R-rated version of it to theaters because why not? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm more curious to see, like, what, what are they going to do to vamp this up? I know what they're going to do to vamp this up, but I want to see it, like... You want to see if the stuff that they cut helps... Fill in some of the gaps that were in the theatrical cut. Exactly. Like sometimes there is that moment where you go, "Why did this happen?" And then you go, "Oh, when you see a deleted scene, you go, oh, that's why. Why wasn't that in the movie theater? Why wasn't that in the movie?'" Well, because to me though, the smart. I think though, going back to what I was saying though about the the release date of, of being a bad time is okay. If you, if you go, if you go May, and you go, okay, well, we're going to go against Captain America, and the, I guess obviously they're feeling that they're not going to win if they're going to jump. If they're, yeah. They blink. They're not. Yeah, gonna, yeah, they, yeah. They're thinking, I'm not. We're not going to win the box office against Captain America. So I would have made it a Fourth of July weekend. Uh, make a big, like, find a big weekend to put it on. Yeah. And that would have been the big weekend because you already would have had Deadpool out. Deadpool would have, you know, been out and you would have done, oh, fuck. You know, like, like right. now, we, now we have more time to fix whatever we need to fix. Like, right. you, you feel, the, you feel the, the shaking in your Look boots. at you, Suicide Squad. Right. So now you go, okay, well, that's, that sucks. Now you go, okay, well, that's, let's, let's do, you know, May. You know, of course, obviously, Captain America. So we got to see what their numbers are going to do. So now we have to we drop it in July. So now, like, like now we over, people are going to be, all marveled out by that point. Right. And you go, Batman v Superman. You know what? I'm on a high. I think yes. the numbers would have done a lot better if because people would have been on a, on a superhero high between those two movies. And then Batman v Superman comes out Fourth of July weekend, and you know people are off more, so that those numbers would have right. would have cycled through more. You would have had more ticket goers just to see is is Affleck going to be the new Batman? Right. Is this movie who's going to win? You know, they could get to hype it up. You know, it would have been perfect. But they didn't do that, you know. And then, of course, you would have Suicide Squad following that right up afterwards. Yeah, July and August. Imagine yeah. two, imagine two DC movies one back to back. I mean that that's like salvating like on money, you know. Right. Like, you know that would have that would have trickled in into I think into Suicide Squad. Now I think they just shot themselves in the foot by putting it out now. They're they're now going. Oh, we got an R-rated version. Oh, we might release it in the theaters. You know, blah right. blah blah. And now. Suicide Squad. Sorry. Yeah, you're back in the studio for reshoots. Reshoots. Because uh, according to the to Box Office Mojo, uh, where I get all my box office information. <laughs> what are you getting paid by that? I wish. <laughs> um, it worldwide, Batman v Superman has made seven hundred and eighty three point five million dollars. Okay. So it's roughly about a hundred million, hundred and fifty million dollars short of the projected goal for it to break even. Yes. And it's already number two in the domestic. Box and that's office. the thing, though. That nine million dollars is supposed to be opening weekends, not right. long term. Right. This was supposed to be like the biggest 
biggest thing for them yeah. to come out with, like that that they were gonna go. Oh my God, we we're, we're back in bank. We're we're rolling in it. Now. Yeah, rolling the moolah. That Batman v Superman cash making it rain. Now they're more like that Batman v Superman paid the bills, <laughs> but we don't got fuck you money. <laughs> Let's hope Suicide Squad is gonna make give us fuck you money. Yes. And then they're like, oh, we're going back in for reshoots. Like, ah. Oh. I don't know. It'll be a fun ride. I can tell you that much. Um, but look at but you got to be thinking. And the the Melissa McCartney camp is like, oh yeah, we can now raise our prices up at least another five million dollars for for if you want if you want the woman who dethroned Batman v Superman in theaters, you now got to pay us more money. You got to pay her more money. She can she can. I feel like she can, her agent's got to be going, yeah, we can now raise your schedule. We can raise your salary a little bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, until Ghostbusters comes out. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's and why. And then she's back to square one. <laughs> <laughs> I, let's face it. I, I, don't, I haven't seen the movie, but let's face it. <clears throat> I mean, those trailers are telling me something that I already know. Right, yeah. I mean, I think she'll come out unscathed because she's got a track record. And I think I, I think the two people you have to worry about. I disagree. Really? Yes, because she's made some great films. There's some great. There's some great, but there's also ones that have been mediocre that she's been coming out yeah, of. Right. And I don't think she's made enough films in general. Like like I know like uh, 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 Hugh Jackman has made a ton of films since X Men. I mean, like, oh yes, X, you know since since he's been Wolverine and he's made other films and some of them are not so good. Let's let's well, face I, it. I, you know what? I could even actually one better that. Chris Helmsworth. Yes, yes. He, it brings in hundreds of millions of dollars for Thor, but the moment he goes outside of that genre, he's fucked. Yeah. Black Hat did nothing. That uh, Heart of the Sea did nothing. And he's going to be in fucking Ghostbusters. Yes. He's the, and as, as the stereotypical pretty boy dumb guy. Right. Like, you know, you're like, okay, like, he, he doesn't have a... It's just that, it's just that big, ugly stew that's <clears throat> stirring in the pot, and you're like, the only, yeah, this, this is not going to be as good at all. The only movie that he made money in, not being Thor, was Star Trek being Kirk's father. Right. And he dies five minutes into the movie. movie yes. But he at least can go, I'm Kirk's father. Yeah. Like, and movie made a huge shit ton of money. Me and the girl from Once Upon a Time is... Uh, is that's his mom. Yeah. So it's like Thor and her got together and had Captain Kirk. Like, it, but other than that, like they they both die in the movie. So, and then he was Thor. Thor's great. I, I love. They always they're they're good bankable kind of safe films for the most part. Yeah. The moment he goes out of that range of look at Red Dawn. Red Dawn, I swear, was filmed before he was actually Thor. Yeah. And that because Thor is making money, they were like, "Here's Red Dawn," hoping that would ride that Chris Hemsworth yeah, that gravy train. That gravy train. The money and that, gravy train. And everyone was like, "No, we don't want to see it." And even when I when I saw it, it was like, "Oh, yeah, it was horrible." We did watch it. Yeah. It was it was it was a tough rot watch. Yeah, it was. And you know, but then, like I said, Black Hat and hey, here's the story of the story about the guy who wrote. You know, because you know, the one movie that I didn't think was that bad that he did was I think it was called Driven. It was that it was a story about the seventies, the Formula One racers. Right. Still didn't make a lot of money. It still didn't make a lot of money, but I I enjoyed it. But I'm like, yeah, you know what? I really don't want to. Par- I saw it like I saw it on HBO or something like that. <coughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah I saw you're... it. I, I liked it, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not not like going. Oh, I got to get to see what the, the behind the scenes were. Right, whatever. you like, weren't. Not... You didn't see in the theaters because you were not. You're maybe a Chris Hemsworth fan. Yeah. But you're a Thor fan. There's yes. a difference. 
Like I like he's coming to the Philadelphia um Wizard World. Wizard World. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, that's great. It's awesome. But I don't think there's gonna be anybody in line going, Can you sign my driven DVD? <laughs> you know, dude, man, you were awesome in Black Hat. Can you sign my laptop or something? <laughs> Like, that's the thing. I, I became, think that, I, I think, became a hacker because of you, man. <laughs> I think people are going to buy that just so they could sign. <coughs> they could sign it. So there's value to those DVDs. That right. Like, like now that you signed it, there's now. Like, dude, that. dude, come on, man. I found fucking hard of the sea. Come on, you got to sign it, man. Like, dude, I hated that fucking movie. I know, I know, you guys got to sign it because that's what my brother-in-law does. My brother-in-law will will buy one of the world's worst movies. That that person's ever been in and get them to sign it. Just kind of like, ah, fuck you. You you were in this. <laughs> you were in this. And now you're going to sign it to solidify the fact that you know you were in this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, Janie Trio, you, you ask him, he doesn't remember half the movies he was in. Like, right. Because he does so many of them. They're all the same <clears throat> right. style over and over again. And it's, he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't remember half of them that was in. Michael Madsen was like, when he was on, um, last time I heard an interview, he was just like, uh, yeah, I made that movie just to pay rent. Like, yeah. it was, it's those kind of, like, I just, I just did it just to be, it was a paycheck involved. I did it. I have nothing to do. I phoned it in that, that time. Yeah. No one seemed to care. I got paid, paid my rent. I'm good to go. You know, I, it was just one of those, like, I, my, like I said, it's so funny. Like, my brother-in-law was like, yeah, I found this movie. Um, I forget what who the last person was he did it to, but it's usually, like, the worst piece of shit this person's ever been in. Like, like okay, let me put it this way. If you were going to meet Jennifer Aniston, what would you bring for her to sign? Well, as as a as a fan, like like being somebody like who likes Jennifer Aniston, I would bring like friends, probably exactly. the, the box set, you know. You would think that that would be what everyone bring. My brother in law would buy Leprechaun <laughs> and get her to sign that. That's what she yeah, <laughs> That was her right. first movie, that's right. pre nose job. Yes, you know, and he'd be like, "You were in this. Now sign it. <laughs> Admit to it. Admit to it." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That was funny because I I had to do stuff like we we went up to Boston for uh, the Wizard World up there because there was a Buffy Fest and all the characters there not David Perano, Sarah Michelle Gellar, or uh, the big three, the Allison big three, and yeah, yeah, they were there. And Seal got all these pictures because she's a big Buffy fan. I'm I'm a fan as well, but she's, sure, she's a bigger Buffy fan than I am. And I had to be the one who had to carry all the other stuff. Like, there was uh, Kitchen Confidential that uh, the guy Xander, who I can't think of his name. Like, Nicholas Brandon. That this man was in. And I had to bring that to him. And I know it's like, this is probably one of those shows that he would like to forget that he was in. You know, because it, it didn't do well. <laughs> the one season, it got canceled. And we have it on DVD. Right. So I have to bring the slip cover now for him to sign. And he looked at it. But at least he was... You know, jolly about it jolly about it he goes oh my god like like i haven't seen this they, they actually put this on dvd and i'm like right. i'm like yeah and you gotta sign it <laughs> like i would have brought um Sego beach party because he was in that it was, it was basically based off the the it was supposed to be like um like a off-broadway kind of play yeah i would have had him sign that and be like dude you were in Sego beach party and, and i can be honest he's the only reason why i went to go see it yeah because i was like oh my god nicholas brandon's gonna be sanders gonna be in a movie like i the, when you watch Buffy Vampire Slayer, you go, okay, Sarah Michelle Gellar already had a bit of a rep because she was in um, All My Children. Mm-hmm. You figured she was going to be a huge star. David Boreanaz, you figured was going to be a huge star because everyone loved him and he got Angel, you know, eventually. You kind of knew the dudes. Charisma Carpenter, you kind of figured there's a possibility. Like, everyone loved, when you go down the list of people, it was always Buffy, Angel, Willow. Because Willow had, you know, um, 
what do you call it? Uh, American. Well, she did the American uh, Pie oh, yeah. when she was in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. But while she was on Buffy, you figured that those were the three big stars. Charisma Carpenter would be a star because she's gorgeous. Yeah. You figure that everybody's going to need the hot chick at some point. Right. You know, who else? She's great, you know, and she can act. I'm not going to be like, she's just a pretty face. I mean, she obviously, between Buffy and Angel, had a great career. Yeah. And then she was also in Veronica Mars for a little bit. You know, it was like there's it was recurring characters. And I, I also like her, too. You know, she's pretty. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you figure, like, after Nicholas Brandon didn't do much, um, James Marsters didn't, like, all the other supporting cast didn't really do much. So when Xander was in a movie, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go support him because I want him to have a good, long career. Yeah. Because I love that show. I always want my, like, my the people of my favorite shows, I want them to see as much of them as possible. Right, to be successful. Right. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's where I fell in love with Eliza Dushku. That yeah. had that and bring it on, yeah, you know. Yeah, I and Jane Simon Bob Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, great, <laughs> you know? great, great shows, great. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but now Melissa McCartney, I, I do think go back to you know box office numbers. The people that made that movie have got to be on some sort of a, like uh, in a. Oh no, I mean, it's, it's congratulations to them. I hope you know they have many more success for this movie. I, I actually saw a better trailer for the boss, and I actually thought the premise was pretty funny. You know, okay. so it's like it's it's like one of those like, you know, I, I of course so I still think of like Troop Beverly Hills, that old uh, movie that right. the eighties or nineties I think it was, you know, but but it was it was a different take and it was really funny like and I'm like, you know what like in this day and age this isn't the kind of comedy you're gonna get and like this this is not bad I mean, it's about a woman who is successful she's right. like the Martha Stewart kind of, almost mogul like type of thing and then she gets caught. For insider trading, and she gets goes to prison. Okay, and she loses her fortune. Gotcha. So now she has to move in with her basically her sister, <clears throat> played by Kristen Bell. Oh, the, right. One of the reasons why I would see the movie. And you know, uh, the daughter actually because like Kristen Bell didn't really want her in the house, but she, right. the daughter made her feel sorry for her in a way, and then that's thing. And so now she's her daughter's in this Girl Scout troop, and they became like instant friends right and then now she's like running this girl scout troop to sell cookies gotcha and it was it's going actually not girl scouts themselves it's another it's a rival oh, uh, okay a, a girls group and they're basically fighting the girl scout okay and no. it's 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 like the scenes are just like <clears throat> it looks like a movie that's like you know what i could watch that like i, right. I you know, like i could sit down and laugh and enjoy I, it. I might give that a shot all right, got anything else there in the box office there, right? No, that's it for the box office. Uh, let's see, we, you know, take a break, come back, uh, do some uh, other things. Uh, sure. We will do that the moment I get the playlist up and running. Oh, All right. okay. All right, let's go. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Ah, 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 ah. There's one host. Ah, ah, ah. No, actually, two, two hosts. Ah, ah, ah. I don't care. Ah, I, that's ah, not ah. even why I was doing that laugh. Oh. I was not laugh because it sounds a lot like the Joker's laugh. In... Not even close. Really? <laughs> you didn't hear the same thing I heard. It was like a, ah, 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 I thought Sesame Street right away really? when you did that impression. Worst Joker impression Worst ever. Joker impression ever. Probably right. <laughs> we'll play it back and then, oh. and then do it again and see what happens. I'm going to see. Let's do a comparison. Let's see if I can do a comparison Let's here. Let's do it. Let's do it. You gonna do it? You gonna play it? I'm gonna try. Ah, come on! <laughs> just, just come on! You can do it. Uh, you know. I believe in you. Thanks, man. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. This is probably gonna be an ad first. 
Oh, no, he... There you go. Gentlemen, ladies, what if Superman... We'll talk about this later. ...decided to fly down, rip off the roof of the White House, grab the president right out of the Oval Office. Who would have stopped him? That's Joker's laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, that's not like what I did. No, I not even close. Y'all Jokers must be crazy. I'm not just one of y'all many toys. What? Okay, I gotta stop it because I'm gonna. If I see All it right. again, I'll get angry. Now, now it's time to do your impression. <laughs> Should have gone with the first one. It was better, but it's still better. Yeah, it's still horrible. Okay. All right, let's move on. Um, yes, let's move on to the trailer. Yes. Okay, first off, it's, hey, what if Superman was going to fly down here, rip off the roof of the White House, grab the president? How are we going to stop him? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that sort of Lex's argument as well in Batman v Superman? It's like we need a deterrent for this guy. Yes. Who, so, I'm like, why? Like, obviously someone else sees that, but what time period is this in? Because. Well, see, now now that that you said that, uh now that you said that, because the thing is, I can't spoil this, can't spoil Batman v Superman. I have to ask you this question after we're done because now it just brought up a big thought-provoking question. You know what? Screw it. Let's just, at this point, ask the question. At the end of the movie, Lex Luthor ends in prison. Right. He's a bad guy. You, you, you right, right. expect okay. that. That's not, okay, that's not a spoiler. Go ahead. Why was he in prison? Oh, he blew up the belt. Never mind, I got it. Right. Uh, no, never, I, already, <laughs> I, already, I just answered my question. Never mind. Okay, yeah, let's move uh, on. I would say probably the acts against humanity that has happened in the course of the movie Probably, and the attempted murder of Lois Lane. Well, that no, and the, yeah. and the building, right? The, the, the whole building, thing. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, just it's okay. yeah. But it still goes back to here's a guy who says, "What if Superman decides to do this?" Yes, and you're like, "Wait a second, In Superman's BVS, you know, was kind of like, "Hey, Lex is going. Hey, there's a guy that he's kind of godlike. What if he decides to hurt everybody? We need something to stop him, and then." What's your face is like, no. Yeah. They're like, no, we're fine. So obviously it's addressed yet again. And then how does that correlate with building a suicide squad? Like <laughs> <laughs> You're asking a question. Like I, I like to, I like to see like you give it that question to like a six year old. I really would. Because it's like they would probably make a better sensible answer than the people that wrote the movie. I mean, well, okay, now let's keep in mind. Let's, Ed, I'm going to say this. Yes. Let's keep an open mind because. All right, all right, okay, okay. Not, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's right. not Zack Snyder directing, it's yes. David Ayers, and, yes. I, and I do like him as a director. What did David Ayers direct? Um, Fury. Uh-huh. He directed um, Training Day. Okay. Uh, the Equalizer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I okay, know. so uh, some pretty good films there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, say how. He's been around the block. He knows. He knows what he's he, doing. He is a legitimate. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not a legitimate act, a director, but he's got some good. He's got some good cred. Yeah, he's got really okay. good cred. He's, okay, he's, I can go with that. He's yes. not. Um, he's not a visual director. He's more of a 
story-driven director. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, but that being said, okay. the Suicide Squad... What? I'm just saying open mind. Just so, uh, open mind, open mind. Right, yeah. Suicide Squad, according to the comic books, is based upon... We're gonna, it's like the Dirty Dozen of DC Comics. Where yes. We're going to take a bunch of bad guys, we're going to put them in a, un, a, in a Kobayashi Maru type situation where if they get killed, oh well, we lose a bad guy, world keeps moving right, on. Right, right. If they get caught, we don't know what they're there for. It's like a Mission Impossible kind of aspect right. as well going. Be it disemboweled. Like, they're bad guys. We don't, we don't control them. If, mm-hmm. Even if... if Harley Quinn was gonna go. No, we were hired by the government. Blah blah blah. Do you honestly think that people are gonna believe a bad that that coming out of the bad guy's mouth? Right. And if they succeed, that's great. They shave off the idea is that you do this job. We shave time off of your sentence. Mm-hmm. You know. So we get what we want out of these guys. They do a good job. They don't get caught. We are. It's our business as usual. These guys go back into a jail cell with. 10 years shaved off of their 100,000 years life, you know, <laughs> off of their, you know, sentence. Right. So, but how that conversation starts with the opening of, well, what if Superman went there off the top of the White House and went and came out the president? Who's going to stop him? Well, these guys. Like, <laughs> like I, 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 okay, you know, the, the more you're talking about, the more I kind of came up with what the missing piece that wasn't in the trailer that might be dropped upon us okay. upon seeing the movie is the fact is is that he was giving for example uh, like okay. like okay what if Superman did this like how do we how do we counteract something like that it might not be Superman per se because he's a man of justice gotcha. so he you know that's obviously not going to happen but he's the best example like what super criminal that that's far worse it's, it's out there that comes about how do we how do we stop it without destroying troops equipment or killing troops destroying equipment how do we get shit done without and with 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 lowest common denominator of human lives right you you will by the best way we use criminals to do that work for us yes so if they yeah okay maybe maybe um of course though i think i'm going to say this now that that was ridiculous to drop (laughs) that in the trailer because of what's going on with batman v superman right now well i actually i think i think it's actually in bad taste is really what I'm going to say. Well, I think it's... I'm going to disagree only because of the fact that the Batman v Superman does rely heavily upon the fact of you have a guy who has godlike powers, how do you stop him? Right. You know, and there's another guy posing that exact same question just in a different different part of the country. Yes. You know? Okay. So maybe there's... It's not like... Not taking away the, the mixed feelings that we have about Batman v Superman... Okay, but you still you're kind of dealing in what should be the same universe, right? So okay, um, okay. Now the the trailer showed a bunch of clips and a bunch of yuck yuck jokes. Yeah, you know they were yuck yuck jokes. Well, I mean, and I use yuck yuck as the vernacular of hey, look, they're just goofy one liners. Okay, like, okay. You know when they're hand in death, um, Will Smith's character Deadshot a gun. He's like, are you guys kidding me? Um, I guess or I guess the question was, do you know how to fire a gun? And he yeah. just clicks the end and shoots like three shots in the in the a bullseye in the head of a of a, yeah, of a target. Yeah, a target. Um, then they cut to Harley, a half naked Harley, by the way, who's getting dressed in the middle of looks like an encampment with all these soldiers right, around it, him. It looks like it's right before where she says, "Oh, what you guys will be break free and kill you." Oh, that's just the voices in my head because it's the same 
area. Yeah, right. You know, but she's putting on the T-shirt so you get to see the pan, again, using Harley Quinn more as a sex object than a villain, yeah. of panning up from her shoes, up over her body to, the, to her waist, seeing her flat stomach, seeing her in her, bra, her in her bra as she pulls the shirt down. And there's a moment where it's a comedic moment where everybody around her stopped to watch her because she's got a great body. Yeah. And she does shrugs her shoulders and goes, what? Right. Like, like I'm... And you, and then they just keep moving. Like, yeah. It's like that that comical pause of Ooh. oh, and just keep going. Yeah, I call it like let's move on. Right, and yeah. you're just like, like she's supposed to be heart stoppingly beautiful to stop the world around you to go ooh, and then go about her business when you're looking at basically like a psychopath. Yeah, like you guys have never seen a woman before. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I want to screw. <clears throat> you know, I want to screw Manson. Yeah, that's, a, that's like basically what you're looking at. You're like, Manson's got a pretty hot body. I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> I want a piece of that. <laughs> if that's what Lizzie Borden looked like, I could take you know forty <laughs> wax of my axe with her. <laughs> you know, she can ch 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 ah 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 me all night long. <laughs> oh God, we're and, going to hell. And, and then you see like a bunch of clips of the other guys, and then. They show um, the guy who's all tattooed up. I want to say Voodoo. I forget his name. It sucks that I, I don't know his, his, his character's name. But obviously he shoots flames from his hands yeah. and you know, stuff like that. And it's like, ooh, look at me. I'm a bad guy. And Well, of course, it's, it's Deadshot trying to provoke right. him. He's trying to provoke him to get mad. And then the moment he gets really mad and shoots the fires out, Will Smith's like, you know, I was just doing that to get a reaction out of you. We're cool, right? Yeah. You're like... Okay, yuck, yuck joke. Yeah. It's, it's a one-liner yeah. kind of going, okay, you're way more powerful than I am. Let me just kind of lighten the mood with a joke. Yeah. I'm Will Smith. You know, everything was fine, but my parents made me go to Bel Air. Kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a couple, like, other clinic clips. And the thing is, they overlace it with um, that classic song, you don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to say. I don't know. I'm not going to sing the whole song. I forget the name of the title of the song. Uh-huh. And then it slides into um, um, Ballroom Blitz. Yes. But it's, you know, it's funny because somebody, I noticed a comment on the first trailer had Bohemian Rhapsody. This had Ballroom Blitz. And some guy's like, did they just lift the soundtrack to Wayne's World for this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Now, first I'm going to say, like, it again, when I said about the first um, trailer was that they're taking the Guardians of the Galaxy form of marketing where it's like, hey, take a song everyone likes or everyone knows and uh-huh. overcut it through the trailer because, you know, the hooked on the feeling, you're like, oh, my God, the, the capital in, in, in cases the movie kind of really well what you expect with yeah. that song and those images. Right. Just because they do it with Bohemian Rhapsody and now with these two other songs, I guarantee you, I'm willing to put a good solid five bucks down on it, it said, that those songs are not going to appear in the movie. I'm not taking that back because that was my statement in my head as you were saying that song. The fact is that because I say, I bet you that they're not going to be in the in the in the, in the movie. Right, which, and if they are, it's like I'll be surprised because yeah. I kind of get the feeling that it seems to be like someone went, "Oh, well, that worked for Guardians of the Galaxy." But you know what? All that music that you heard on those trailers were actually on the soundtrack, and they were actually in the movie. Yes. So that that's the reason why that soundtrack not only helped the movie, but also that soundtrack hit the charts 
gangbusters. It was a number one selling album. Yeah. Or CD or soundtrack, whatever you want to call it. Right. But I think it's one of those things like Warner Brothers was like, well, that that worked as a marketing campaign, so let's do that, but we're not going to put it in the movie because that would be too much like Marvel. We'll steal an idea and use it, but we won't actually implement it. It's like that, that, you're taking the wrong message. I mean, th- that's the thing. That really bothers me in trailers with the fact that when they use a song and you get excited because you hear that song you're like, and you mm-hmm. identify that movie, and then all of a sudden you go see the movie, and it's not in there because it was just a marketing ploy to go see the right. movie. And then I'm like, you know what? I feel gypped that that song wasn't in there. Like I, I, I feel hard. Like I can't tell you how many times. Like I'm a fan mm-hmm. of um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. And that soundtrack. I have that soundtrack. How many times they've used the Dracula theme in other movies, trailer movies, not in other movies, but in the trailers Trailers, to emphasize emphasize like the drama and the excitement that's going on. And I'm going, that's from Dracula. I know that's not going to be. I know that that's not going to be in the movie. Right. I mean, I know it still gets an emotional response out of me, but not for that movie, but for Dracula. Going, God damn, I love that soundtrack. You know. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, I'm sorry. I, I. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to avoid the say the word like too many times, and I now I'm hearing it in my own head, so it's annoying. And I'm sorry that I annoyed you all these years with saying it, and I'm really trying not to say it. So I I apologize in advance for the next year because it's going to take me a good year to finally fix this problem I'm having in my head. But anyway. Moving on back to what I was getting at. One day we'll we'll spend some bonus time in another in another episode to talk about your verbal tics. I have them too. Yeah. So. Um. Talking though about the Dracula and the trailers, I that's like I said that always just annoys me because it's just like you want to you want to you want to hear that in the in the movie because like there's a lot of trailers I've seen. It's like that song draws me in. Like I right. am so super excited because that song's in there and it's like. I can't wait to see where it's going to be in the movie. It's going to be exciting. And it's not in there. And you're like, what the, you know, and you're, you want to just get mad. Like, you know, and I mean, like if sometimes if you hear the soundtrack, but then like, it's not in there, if it's not in there, then, and the movie's still good. It's, it's forgivable. Right. But if it's, if it's in there, you know, in the trailer, and you're looking forward to it, and the movie sucks. Then you go, yeah, you throw your arms up. Yeah, and, yeah. Like when Hooked on a Feeling was playing in the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, you didn't know when it was going to show up, but to hear it in the movie at that moment, you're going, "Well, that's really good." Yeah, like the opening scene that you know, hey, hey, and him doing the shaking. Uh, right. Well, even the trailer, like, and you see this, the symbol comes down, like doing that Hooked on a Feeling, and then the, the trailer comes out. Yeah, it's so brilliant, and you're like, "Oh my." goodness that's great and then you see the movie and it's in there and you're like oh like yes. nice icing on the and, cake and there that's because james gunn plays those songs during the filming like that opening sequence when um peter quill's on the planet he's dancing around and singing uh-huh. he's actually he, he's actually hearing that song pumped through speakers onto the set yeah. So when he's doing the dancing and moves, and it's going with the music, it's going with the music. And when he grabs, you know, the he's making fun. He's just having a good time. And when he does that kind of pose where he's on on one leg and he's bouncing, with that's where you have Guardians of the Galaxy show up behind yeah. him. That could have just been an ad lib that that James Gunn saw and was like, "That's how we're going to put the title." Yeah. Him doing that move and then Guardians, it's like it's visually and 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 
sound wise stunning. Right. Yeah. And then just one more thing before we move on to the trailer. The fact also that the scenes, like when you see a scene in a trailer and it's not in the movie, and it could be a good joke, and right. it could be, you know, or it looks like a scene that will be, um, you know, prominent in the movie, and you're like, oh, that's going to be interesting to see what the storyline of that scene is right. going to be, and then it's not in there, it irritates me. Yeah, no, no, it, <laughs> it does, it, me too, because sometimes that image is what gets you going into the theater. There's been, and I'll say this, uh, this is probably my most famous, favorite one is, um, it, it was called Internal Affairs with Richard Gere and Andy Garcia. It had to do with cops. Uh-huh. And in the trailer, there's a, a shot of two people falling out a window together. You know, And I was like, oh my God, I gotta see what the hell that's going on because it looks like Andy Garcia and Richard Gere yeah. falling out a window together. Like, And then you're watching a movie and the movie's going through and I'm waiting for this moment, waiting for this moment. And then... It comes up and it's just Andy Garcia. And I'm going, wait a second. I was ripped off. I wanted to see that. Scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But I mean, I, I to go real quickly about the the trailer. I mean, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it. It didn't make me want to see the movie anymore. It didn't make me want to see the movie any less. I'm just like I, it. It kind of did make me want to see the movie less. It really okay. did. And, but I am going to see it still because it is a DC movie. I still am a DC fan, you know. I, yeah. I haven't read DC in a long, long time, and you know, and I I veered off because Marvel lines to me was more interesting at the time in the eighties, and I really mm. wanted to jump in at that point uh, or late eighties, sorry. Uh, um, but the DC like early, like late seventies, early seven, early eighties, I was a big fan of, and even in the nineties, I was reading DC for a long time. So I had I had moments of less reading it. But it's, you know, like, and I know I shouldn't put too much faith in the comic books because they're not using any really source material. <laughs> and I have to think well, about that. They are using, looks like we know Harley Quinn's origin through the animated series and the comic book Mad Love. Yeah. But it looks like they're using the New 52 origin story for Harley with a vat of acid. And, and I'm like, okay. You yeah, know. well. I mean, because more people probably know that. I'm just hoping that like we go in, we see this movie, and we're like, finally a DC movie that people can go. Let's give it high praise. Like let's give it the most you know enjoyable moment ever. We'll find out in August. And I I doubt though, but we'll find out. You know, in the meantime, um, if you want to catch the show, thanks for listening. By the way, if you want to catch the show live, you can so on Sunday nights from six to nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, just contact him at Ed at WordsWithGeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Sean, you can contact him at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com. And now we'll see you in part two. Pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I'm scared. Get him away.